0: Hello. Hello, and welcome to the rest of us. Good day to you all. <laughs> the rest of us is rolling. <laughs> I hear your giggle in the background. <laughs> How you doing today, Aaron? I'm Todd Brinker.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm Aaron Brinker, and I'm good. I'm sleepy, but I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's been a. It's been. You know, I was thinking that uh, life was accelerating uh, because people were trying. Is I your? Pardon me. Yeah, Hoveri, we record right? in the morning. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and it just um, that uh, life had been accelerating as people are trying to get things done uh, before the end of the summer or whatever. And mm. I just think life is fast now. And we're back to the regular pace it was before um, COVID. Although yeah, I'm correcting that's... myself as I say that because it was fast during COVID, too. I don't know. We, we live yeah. in a fast-paced world.
0: Yeah. Ferris Bueller, that's famous quote. Life is fast. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta grab it's it by true. the tail.
1: Maybe I should uh, make a big show about calling in sick.
0: <laughs> I think so. I think we should all like hijack a parade and sing some some John Lennon songs, and you know, <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to go out tooling around in a, in somebody's Ferrari. But uh, I have a feeling it would end with me uh, not sleeping in my own bed. And, and, and I'm not, and, and, and I'm not thinking of a pleasurable place. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like uh, it'll be concrete or steel. Yeah, you, exactly. You'll, you'll
0: be you'll be invited to not leave. Somebody else has the keys. <laughs> um, you go driving in somebody's Ferrari, but nonetheless, it's still a cute movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So So all
1: the non-Gen Xers are like, huh? No, it's Ferris Bueller. Of course, we're talking about Ferris Bueller.
0: Yeah, go watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Awesome, awesome, silly, ridiculous movie, but fun. Um, And sometimes we need some silly, ridiculous. It's about a gentleman who is in his senior year in high school getting ready to go to college. And there's been college news as of yesterday. It was rumored for a couple days. Um Joe Biden came out and said that he's going to extend the the payback moratorium uh, through December for student loan debt and that the government is going to forgive people who make less than $125,000 or couples that make less than $250,000, $10,000 forgiveness of loan debt and up to $20,000 if you also received a Pell Grant. And if you received a Pell Grant and now you're making more than $125,000, I would say your education was well worth it. But uh, yep. um, So that was announced yesterday. It, 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 quick disclosure, I have uh, a daughter uh, that is paying off student loan debt, and so this will be a positive for her. Um, she is a fairly conservative politically person and, and I don't want to put words in her mouth, but we've talked about it and both think the idea is not great, but it does benefit us. So we're like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, it's
1: like, well, well and I, there are a lot of Americans that are in that boat, right? I, yeah. mean, um, I think, uh, I haven't checked this balance in a minute, but we're still paying off, um, uh, student loan for Tobin Mine are all uh-huh. paid off. Right. Um, and, um, You know, yeah, you'd be well if when it's passed, you'd be a fool not to take like not to take advantage. You're gonna get you're gonna get hosed on the other end with your taxes. You might as well take advantage of the money. Right. Um, the thing that bothers me about this is that it was number one, it was unilateral. So, you know, in an election year, uh, a doddering senile president that we have, Joe Biden, is um, you know, just kind of unilateral, unilaterally decided that the taxpayers were going to. You know, give student loan holders ten thousand bucks each.
0: Yeah, and and he does and, it as we kind of head into election season, right? Oh, it's
1: totally election season. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's it's pandering.
1: Is, it's totally pandering, and and he did this, like I said, without input. You know, unilaterally without input from the people's representatives, mm-hmm. which is Congress, and without really, honestly, publicly considering any other option. So, what if he had said? you know interest rates are ridiculous and one of the reasons why people have a hard time paying off their student loans is that the interest is is too high or too onerous or whatever mm-hmm. so roll back the interest or here's another option if be make it so stu- student loans can be released in bankruptcy so you know that there is a there's a pinch for the borrowers too and not just the taxpayers mm-hmm. you know or make it so they can be you can work off your student loans you know in in some sort of service, whether that's military or working for other federal department or working for your parks or teaching at a Title I school. There are programs that allegedly roll back student loans if you are – or you know, pay off student loans if you teach in a wide lo- Title I school. But the applications are so onerous that, yeah. that they actually went to court because nobody could actually take advantage of the program.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean did you happen to listen to uh, the president's speech when he was talking about this yesterday afternoon at about 11.30-ish hour time? That's Pacific Coast no, for those of I- yeah you work <laughs> I,
1: I was I was at work,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, me being a pseudo retired person, um, I watched it, and it was interesting because he actually brought that point up. He goes you know there are people who th- who there's programs where like if you go into you know f- government service or something that you can get those um, uh, loans retired, and he says, but the fact of the matter is, is you can go and work, you know enlist in the military uh, or or even become an officer in the military. And not qualify because of how d- the way the word the 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 programs are worded, and it's, it's just far too difficult to to even qualify for some of these things. And, so fix you know, that exactly. They're very well meaning, and he said that is going to be uh, fixed as well. That the Department of Education is going through and revamping the whole process. So he did mention that as part of the process as well. So um, you know, but I'm with I'm with you. Some of that stuff is ridiculous. You know. Um, you know and quite frankly yeah. they should they should have a list of of professions you know that you go into fields that you go into and if and and if those and that that list should change based on need right and they should say well you know we'll we'll forgive your loan um if you went to school and then spent the first 4 years after that working in this particular field if those are fields we need people to work in right right um, well
1: we're always going to need social workers we're always going to need teachers we're always going to need mm-hmm. nurses we're always going to need um, all you know mm-hmm. uh, people who work in mental health uh, especially in low income communities or mm-hmm. rural communities so prioritize that I think yeah. most Americans if you gave them an opportunity to weigh in if, via their people's representatives or via some conversations instead of just listening to this the the shrill screaming of people saying that it's somehow unjust that they borrowed one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to study social work at USC.
0: Right. Yeah. You know,
1: and that—that's another thing. So, a friend—I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday. She said, "Why? Why isn't there when you fill out your FAFSA?" Why you know there you because you talk about what in when you when you do this if I if I remember correctly you talk about fields that you might want to go into, and you know they should give you all right well this is what this field the median income for you know if you're if you're an entry level if you're five years in if you're ten years in this is what you can expect to earn,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you know please keep that in mind as you're choosing your schools yeah. you know they're it, you mean it that bachelor's
0: degree in art isn't going to make me two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year.
1: No, it's not. I'm sorry. It's not. It's just not.
0: Well, it didn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, unless you have a lot of very rich friends who want to buy your art. Yeah. Um, And if you don't have that, then so sad that it's not going to earn you a quarter million dollars a year. Now you can be a teacher and earn a decent middle class living. See, if
0: NFTs had been around when I graduated, there's how you make your money, right? For that split hot second when people – Hot second when people were spending lots of money for nothing. (laughs) It's like, here's a picture of art that you don't own, but give me money for it.
1: Okay. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I know. If you're high, take some mushrooms and then spend your money. I just – this is so upset and people are like, Oh, but you know, I was struggling, I got my PhD and I was struggling and, and this is really helpful to me and, and other people who are manipulating, including my husband, who said, you know, if you call yourself a Christian and you're against this bailout, then, you know, I don't remember what he said after the then. But I'm like, Are you kidding me? This is not that. I'm sorry. You it's not hypocritical to say to um be grateful that for salvation the salvation of our lord i'm christian and so um as you are Todd. it it, it is equating the the yeah, i'm sacrificial i'm sorry i completely i've of,
0: completely just, lost you is you're tying this into loans repayment
1: yeah tobit your my <clears throat> wonderful husband did this oh okay he's he said and i i should find the he should find the i should find the, on facebook what he mm-hmm. Actually posted, he said uh, something essentially like, "You were forgiven of your sins because of the sacrifice of Christ." Uh, Basically, you're a hypocrite if you're not in support of this bailout, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which is Garbaggio.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd make that tie. Um, You know, that that, (laughs) that's that's not a line I would draw. Um, I think that that you know, I I I don't like the basic stance, and he's not here, so I don't want to like jump all over that particular quote, you know, to, to, to pick on him. Um, but it was, um, you know, the, the, the concept of, of whether or not something, I guess I just don't like comparing things like that saying, well, you know, you don't, if you don't do this, then that kind of, I don't like those kind of things because that's, that's assuming that everybody sees things exactly the same way I do, which is a fallacy, you know? I mean, it's like either you like this or not on its own don't try to tie it into something else that, that, um, you know, I've identified myself with, but I know people do it all the time. I mean, it's, it's not an uncommon, not just in this thing. I, I just don't like that type of argument. I think that type of argument is invalid on its face, um, because it's making equivalencies that are assumed that are not agreed upon, you know? I mean, if, if it's agreed upon equivalency, then sure. But, but I, you know, anyway, um, Yeah. You know, I I, the thing that bothers me about it, and this is just basic math, is it's like more spending, more spending. This guy I I have I can't think of a president in my life that every time I turn around, it's like, you know, okay, we want, uh, you know, one point nine trillion dollars for covid relief and, uh, you know, and a trillion dollars for. This and and all, you know and and almost a trillion dollars for what the, the renamed Build Back Better, which they said is supposed to be they they've, you know euphemistically called it the um, Inflation Fighting Act of 2022 or whatever the uh, the exact verb was. Inflation reduction, I think. It, yeah, Inflation Reduction Act, and it's which like, is
1: crap. It does nothing for inflation. It's, how do you spend? Yeah, how
0: do you spend it, almost a trillion dollars and re- reduce inflation further? And now he turns around and 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 says he wants to do this. Uh, you know, and give back a bunch of money. And it's like, again, I'm you know, my family's benefiting from it, but but it's more spending. And it's like, you know, you can't just keep printing it up. It's just ridiculous. Yes. So um, this
1: is the quote, and I want to be fair to my wonderful husband. Um, um, if you're a Christian and you're and you're big mad about the possibility of a student of student loan debt being canceled, let remi- remind you that the entirety of your faith is built upon a debt you couldn't pay that someone stepped in and paid for you. That
0: was the
1: quote. Okay. I, I
0: I, you know, and and, I mean, it reads nicely, but again, I just don't like the equivalence.
1: I think it's deeply, deeply manipulative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and that's not just the specific quote, but that type of argument is It's, 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 like I said, it's it's pulling out an equivalency of two different things and, and assuming that, that somehow that's um, agreed upon when only one of them really is. And, and, you know, well, and I guess if you're not a Christian, then you would say even that one isn't. So, you know, um, yeah. You know, we can get him on sometime and we can let him... <laughs> Talk about it <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's not really
1: fair. I apologize. I just yeah. I, it was just emblematic. I mean, my my husband and I have a really strong marriage, but it's it's emblematic of of an attitude that really bothers me. Yeah. And it, it and the and the fact that everything becomes so everybody's reactionary now, right? You know, if if the left says something, the right says Rah! Even if it's the sky <laughs> is not. blue, or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you know, potatoes with butter on them are tasty. Yeah. No, they're not. You know, it's everybody is so reactionary Reactionary, and and everybody, we're triggering each other, and we're allowing ourselves to be triggered. Um, I I just wish that this discussion about what to do with student loans, like I said, would be, we would have considered other options. Mm -hmm. You know, why are student loans not able to be discharged in bankruptcy? Why? Yeah, that makes no sense.
0: Because it's the government's money, and by God, you're going to pay the government.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Evidently. Yeah.
0: yeah, you know. So Yeah. I, yeah. I just, well, the the assumption is is that the the wealthy people can can, you know, do bankruptcies for to get, you know, for, for to their financial advantage, but poor people, you know, can't even afford bankruptcy, right? How many times had uh, Donald Trump declared bankruptcy for different businesses that he had launched? You know, and yeah, he's, but those and are he's, businesses and he's pointed out yeah and, and, and I said it that way very specifically because he has pointed out that yes, he has uh, incorporated multiple businesses and some of those he has declared bankruptcy on he has never had a personal bankruptcy to my knowledge, um, you know which is a different thing but you know I mean I guess I, I'm just guessing as to how you know why what the thinking was behind that. So, of course, you know, the really yeah. wealthy people don't have to have loans to go to school anyway. They they get to right. go to, you know, places like Yale and Harvard because they've got tons of money and their dad went there and their dad's dad went there and their dad's dad's dad went there and their mom's dad's mom, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You <sighs> know,
1: it's um it's this idea that any hardship in life should be... Um, smoothed over by the born government, born by someone else. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 the reality is, is that we all of us have to live with the consequences of our choices. Yeah, all of us have to live with the consequences of our choices. And if you choose to go to a college that you can't afford and study something that you'll see no return on investment, that's your choice. Nobody put a gun to your head and go and said go to USC and study sociology. Nobody did. Nobody said. You know, to go to Columbia and get a degree in social work. Nobody said that. Nobody said you had to do that. You made that choice. You know, enamored with the idea of the Ivy League you chose or with, you know, and this coast, Stanford or USC, the big name schools, Mm -hmm. you chose, you thought it was a good investment, not you personally, to to spend fifty five, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year on an undergraduate education. Nobody put a gun to your head and made you do that.
0: Yeah. Now yeah. there are that,
1: predatory institutions like ITT, um, and if, if you were a victim, like of like every fraud, state college
0: in California, um,
1: well, no, but the, but they're not. I don't know that they're necessarily predatory. I, I know, predatory but, in a way. That they're actually committing fraud. Yeah, no, That's I know totally I know where different.
0: you were going that, with that, but I wanted to follow, fill that in with um, there was uh, on Fox yesterday, and I listened to both Fox and CNN during the um, speech. I bounced back and forth. And ironically, at one point, the Chiron on CNN says, you know, a quote from whatever Biden had just said about, you know, really uh, giving them ten thousand dollars relief. And you flipped over to Fox and he's still talking. And their Chiron says Biden signs off on three hundred uh, trillion dollar uh, uh, bailout. So, you know, again, everybody's putting their spin on stuff. and He's not even done talking yet. But um, one of the things that that the Fox people pointed out was that the increase in costs of college have gone up significantly faster than the inflation rate has in this country for the last 15 years. And you can track each bump in the cost of inflation uh, or, I mean, in the cost of of college education parallels in timing exactly with each additional like federal spending and federal financing for yep. going to college. And it seems yep. to me that the government needs to come back and say, if you're going to accept government spending, you can't do that. That's yep. not, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to keep con- pushing up the price. One of the quotes that Biden said during his speech was that, you know, in, uh, I can't remember the, the year, um, I think, I think it was like mid eighties, you know, which would have been when I was in college that if you got or if you qualified for a Pell grant it generally covered about 80% of your uh, of your tuition costs that year uh, for for a Pell grant um and that today that same Pell grant will cover less than 30% of your tuition costs yes. on average at most state schools and he, you know, that that's an indication that there's something wrong. That's a bro- that's a busted system. It's basically designed yeah. to screw us over. The other thing that he didn't mention, which I know is a fact as well, is that you used to, the average person used to graduate in four years or four point you know one years. Sometimes they would you know have to take an extra class or something. Um, and now it's creeping up to five years. And so schools have made it you know by by scheduling. Uh, making it more and more difficult for you to get all of the classes you need in order to graduate. And that's one of the ways that they inflate the cost of your your uh, degree is by forcing you to keep going to school longer because the class you need to graduate is only offered in the spring. And and here it yes. is the summer and the year, and you can't get the dumb thing, and it's impacted. So they only take 30 people, and you know you've got 45 trying to take the class so they can graduate. And that kind I, of shenanigans I, I, go on with colleges all the time.
1: They they absolutely they absolutely do and they or they not not or but and they increase the number of general education classes that you have to take mm-hmm. and so you know so your your what used to be able to be, be done in less than two years getting your GES out of the way mm-hmm. um, you now now takes much longer and you're still you know finishing up those capstone classes when you're a senior yeah. and that's ridiculous
0: yeah or they're changing the 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 requirements as you go along so you know it's like my senior year I had to go back and. Take a, um, a humanities class, and and or, or I don't graduate right. So I look to see what fits my schedule. The only thing that fit my schedule was history of musical theater on film. Now I don't have any interest or desire to do anything with musical theater. It's not something I ever had was going to have a degree in, but it fulfilled the humanities requirement that I had to take. So as a senior in college, I sat in a in a big lecture hall, and watched musicals, and then discussed them and took tests on history of musical theater on film. Yay, college. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> you know, I mean... And, and it- let's
1: talk about how many deans in upper management we used to joke uh, they've hired colleges have we, mm-hmm. with my son we used to joke about you know there's a dean for undergraduate sniveling because mm-hmm. there were there they're deans for everything and all the while classes are very often taught by um overworked and and, and non-phd holding uh well not only grad students, just adjuncts in general oh yeah so you have an adjunct that they're paying slightly over minimum wage to to teach a class, and it's like, yeah. no, wait a minute. You're charging me major premium dollars to attend mm-hmm. this university, and you have somebody who is barely qualified, working their tail off at three different colleges to make ends meet, teaching my class. Right. Why?
0: Right. Well, and in fact, that's that's part of the argument for you know going to higher-end schools as opposed to lower-end schools is theoretically you'll actually be taught by people who are doing – um, first-hand research and uh, and actually know what they're talking about as opposed to some dude off the street who needed a job, right? Um, you know, it's uh, – I, and, and, I, and I'm not saying it always holds true, but, you know, there's something to be said for – Going to a, a a school where there's people who do some research and, and studies and, and you know, are at the leading edge of their field, at, you know, as opposed to some of the junior colleges where a lot of times, and even at the four-year colleges, like you said, a lot of times it's, it's you know, part-time people who, who come in and teach a class. And like you said, they're horribly underpaid, but then the school saves lots and lots of money because they don't have to pay uh, a tenured professor to do anything. Right. You know, so they're they're saving money on both ends and in the middle the education is what? <laughs> you know?
1: Yes, it's a racket.
0: Yeah. Now, it really is. Both
1: you and I have master's degrees. Mm-hmm. And so um you know, we we we've done the undergraduate and then um yeah. uh the graduate degrees. Um but I got to be honest, it is it is university education has turned into a racket. And I say mm-hmm. this because so many people that I've hired, young people, they can't write. They don't read well. Read, read well at a university graduate level. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're they're ill equipped to um, to manage. Um, you know, the the workplace in a way that they need to manage a workplace or like not that they're managing people, but to, you know, expectations and that sort of thing. Right. I don't know that it's doing them any good. And yeah. so if you don't have if you don't work in a field that absolutely requires it, like, please, biochemist, get that advanced degree. But if you don't work in a field like that, I don't, do you do you necessarily need a? We, need a college education. Should yeah. ha, Is this going to be the tipping point where people are going to push back against this idea that absolutely everybody has to go to college?
0: Well, unfortunately, I don't think this is a tipping point in that way because a lot of people are going like, hey, I will go to college and they'll just, they'll, uh, you know, waive my money at some point later. Um, so, yeah. th- you know, this is not going to drive people in that direction. I have said that for quite a while, uh, you know, as a, when I was a teacher and I taught high school. You know and and it was like, well, it depends on what you want to do, but I mean if you 're really seriously thinking about entrepreneurial skills, take a few classes that are specific to what you think you need to know and and force that person to teach you and if they 're not teaching you, then then move on and find somebody who will um, you know and educate yourself on the things you need to educate yourself on i've long said that for me, I was not a particularly um, good student. I got decent grades, but I wasn't a good student, meaning that I didn't put much effort forward in anything. I was able to get by basically just by reading the book. And, and I was fine. And I could pass classes And or sitting in the lecture hall and listening. And it's like I retain enough that I would be able to do okay. Seldom took notes. Um, you know, and I've been a pretty strong writer most of my life. And so I'm good at that. And, you know, it was infuriating for my wife whom I met in college who took copious notes and studied relentlessly. Um, but that's just, I I, I was lazy and it wasn't until I got into my master's degree program that I actually had to become a student and learn to study and, 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 you know, make an effort because my first semester was like, oh, this is much more difficult. They actually expect me to do, to have, you know, a really <laughs> good grasp of this stuff, you know? Well, I mean, like I said, I read the stuff. I read it anyway. I mean, I, I would read the books. I, you know, I mean, in high school, I read my, my, uh, my history book in the first, like two or three weeks of the, of the year. <laughs> and then said, okay, give me the tests, you know? I was, um, uh, reading wasn't the problem. It was just a motivation. For me, it was just you know the, the idea that that somehow all taking all these classes is eventually going to lead to some piece of paper that's going to have some value to me was very um, off in the y thing for me as a student in college when I was younger. Um, you know, I mean, I got through it and did it all. You know, I mean, I I succeeded, but it was, but I was I was a terrible student, and the I guess the point I'm getting to is is that that undergraduate degree was of almost no value to me. As I mentioned before, I was joking before, but I'm serious that I, I, my undergraduate degree was in art. Um, you know, I mean, I worked in, in commercial art and printmaking, which is at least art that, you know, somebody pays you money to go do things. Um, uh, and, you know, and photography was an area of, of, uh, interest of mine. Um, but you know, it wasn't just fine art. I wasn't just taking oil painting classes, but, um, you know, I had to take a year of classes even to qualify for my business degree, so you know, because I guess what art doesn't qualify you to, to be in a master's degree program in art class. <laughs> not only does it not help you with anything particular in life, but it. And I'm not knocking people who want to go get a degree in art, but you know, just understand that that's not going to be a you know a massive source of income for most people. Um,
1: you know, I, although I you know, I've got to. And and I'm a I can't draw to save my life. So I'm gonna put that out there. I'm not an artist, don't pretend to be one, etc. Um I have a real love for, for, for arts for, for the arts and the ability to create something out of nothing that just mm-hmm. is is something beautiful out of nothing. Now a lot Agree of people for art today is just crap. But the the I'm talking about actual art mm-hmm. where you have somebody who, who develops um and, and hones a skill um and a talent. Um but you know, you could work under a master, and or work, you know, work with somebody to coach you and learn this, and learn what you need to be successful. Um, you know, to make something beautiful, you don't necessarily need to study art, except if you're going to do um, graphic design or working with with clients about envisioning. Yeah. Then you have to understand branding. You have to understand. Yeah, it's you know, basically kind of
0: the, the a, a a subsection of marketing, but exactly. it's. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I have an appreciation for it. I have a degree in art. I love art, but you just recognize that it's 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 in and of itself generally not the means to to massive fortunes. Um, you know, if you're doing art to spec as a commercial artist, then you can make a you know reasonably good living doing it. Make a decent yeah yeah you can um, make a good
1: living doing it.
0: But it's
1: especially uh, if you're if you're fast. Um, and you right. find yourself working with mm-hmm. corporate clients. They yeah. where they turn out they turn out material yeah. content all the time.
0: Well, it requires a specific uh, sensibility as an artist too, because a lot of artists, you know, we were teasing about uh, my brother, your husband making an ethical stand. There's a lot of artists who say, you know, I have an artistic vision and this is what I want it to look like, and and they have a hard time uh, coming off of that particular design concept or style or whatever. And as a commercial artist, you're doing it for somebody else. So you pretty much have to just listen to what they say and say, okay, well, change it this way or change it that way, whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. You know, it's, it's, it's because it's a job. It's not just, you know, I hate to say, you know, it's, it's a hobby, but I mean, art for art's sake itself is, uh, you know, if you don't look at it as a hobby, you're probably going to be disappointed because while there are, you know, the Andy Warhols of the world and the Chuck Closes of the world that make, you know, millions of dollars per piece as they go sell them on the auction block. Uh, most artists, if they make any money on their art, is not during their lifetime. Um, right. You know, and the people who make most right. of the money is are the art brokers, not the artists themselves. You know, the artist sells it for a flat amount when it gets first sold and then it gets resold and resold and that's when the price gets driven way up crazy. You know? Then
1: it's used to launder money for rich people. Yeah.
0: And if you're lucky, if you're lucky as an artist, that happens to one or two of your pieces while you're still alive and then subsequent pieces are worth a lot more when you sell them so you can actually make a living doing it. But yes. um but that that's the rarity. More often than not, if it happens at all, it happens after you're no longer with us and somebody else gets the benefit of it, you know?
1: Now what's what's really, you know, speaking about art as, as we veer off a little bit, uh, you know, you can make money as a designer, um, but uh, so maybe your, your medium is wood and you make furniture or maybe you like leather and you make purses or, you know what I'm saying? And so you can make money, but it is a grind to get to the point where you are really making money off of your design. If you look at the, yeah. you know, the life stories of any fashion designer, for example, um, uh, I mean, it's, it is, it is backbreaking, grinding work. They work very, very hard till they get to the point where they can, they, you know, as they're building their brand.
0: Right. Um, well, and, and, and what happens is for every thousand people doing that, you know, two actually end up making, you know, right. ridiculous amounts of Let's money being and being an famous. Actor or a singer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean the, you know, it's it's like all the kids who go out and play basketball on the in the in the in the at the at the courts at their school, at, you know, after school. How many of those kids are going to make millions of dollars in the NBA? Very few, very very, very few. few.
1: But it might pay for yeah. college. Yeah, it might pay for you know, it might mm-hmm. be a, a wonderful Get you that stress art release. Degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> might be a wonderful stress release for you and your buddies after work, but yeah. you know,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So back to the the conversation about um, uh about the student loans. I think one of the reasons why people are really really angry about it, um, is not necessarily that people are being helped because you know that's that, that's that's not it. It's just this feeling of being out of control as the government says, oh we're going to spend money on this and spend money on this and spend money on this, and we all know that it's being printed out of whole cloth that we don't have this money. This money doesn't exist. You, you know they're just piling on the debt and piling on the debt. And Joe Sixpack is going to hang on. I made better decisions with my life, meaning I didn't take on a bunch of debt. I couldn't afford. And now I'm being made to pay for his. That's not okay. You know, it's not okay that we are, that we bailed out the banks. People are saying, Oh, if you're fine with bailing out the banks, first of all, we didn't have any choice on that either. The, the economy was collapsing. The government did that. That was something that they did. But those dollars were paid back with interest. So, it's not at all the same animal. It's just not. Um, and the PPP loans, people are like, oh, the PPP loans, you know, we bailed, bailed them out with those. I'm like, did you keep your job during the COVID shutdown? Did you keep your job? That's because of the PPP loan. That's different than just paying somebody's student loan debt. Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah. You know, and this feeling of being out of control of all of these things, you know, and, and, you know the the all of these things happening that you don't have any control over is very stressful and you know you see that this, at the same time this garbage is happening and billions of dollars are going overseas to Ukraine you see that the IRS is hiring 87,000 agents and by the way they're going to be armed um it makes people a little nervous and angry
0: yeah 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 nervous and angry that's pretty much the state of being these days isn't it <laughs> Yeah. So you know it's um, it's interesting. You know, and and I, I it will it'll also be interesting when it really boils down. You know, they they said there's going to be a form that people will have to fill out in order to qualify, and so it'll be interesting to see what that form is and 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 what the real restrictions are and who qualifies and who doesn't qualify and how this all pays out. You know. Um, yep. Uh, it, they apparently, if you like. I think we mentioned earlier that it's it's $10,000 forgiveness and up to 20,000 if you'd also gotten Pell grants. A lot of people, if you've been out of school for um a you know a hot second, don't know or don't remember whether or not you got a Pell grant. And so they published a website uh, or there is a website studentaid.gov where you can go and and log in and find out whether or not you had any Pell grants. You know, what what did you get through your FAFSA account that that when you when you applied? If you, got, if you got any loans or anything, you know, government loans through the FAFSA application, which is what you fill out in order to qualify for those things. That website's been down for 24 hours. So almost as soon as Biden started, <laughs> started speaking, of it got it. it got hammered by everybody going, like, I don't know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> Did I, have Pell? I
1: don't know. I graduated 15 years ago. I don't know yeah. if I had a Pell Grant.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. everybody's going to look at that Um Apparently, too, yeah. one of the statistics that was published um, uh, or that was reported by some of the news agencies is that um, uh, half of the student loans out there are for are currently are for less than $10,000. So those will be paid off in their entirety, um, but they won't be for the $10,000 amount because that's less than what's owed. So, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see how much it all ends up.
1: I, I do think that the interest rates on student loans should be basically what it costs to borrow, like what it costs yeah. the government oh, to there's, borrow. There's, well, there's I, I don't think we pe- should be profiting off of
0: There's of people saying, loans. Yeah, I've got student loans that are locked in at seven percent when my mortgage is four percent, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous. That that fix that. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well and and student loans have historically been locked in at uh whatever you know, they're locked in when you when you sign the paperwork to take the loan when you're in school, you know. And, uh, you know, I remember I had a student loan that was like at 13% at one point because, you know, hey, it was back Ouch. in the 80s. Uh, Ouch. and Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like that's that's halfway to a credit card. That's, you know, it's like, gee. Yes. You know, by today's I, standards, at the time, it was like, well, you either take the loan or you go get a job and and – you know and maybe you'll come back to college at some point and finish your degree. Right. Those were my right. options.
1: You know, it just this seems this seems this action has has cut the knees out of any real conversation about what to do with this crisis because it is a crisis the number of people who have crushing debt from student loans. Yeah. Um, but because this, this unilateral action was taken by a senile doddering old man um, irrespective of the mm-hmm. the the will of the people's representatives in the legislature um, that the the conversation w- I don't know how we now we're just going to scream at each yeah. other. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, irrespective, you know. I the the way it was done, you know, irrespective of of talking to Congress at this point right now, if he chose to do it, he could get the whole Congress behind him to do it. I mean, it's not. I mean, at least a majority. I don't think he could a, a majority. I think he could get the Democrats behind him to force this through. And so, um, but he but the yeah. thing was it for him it was more of a. Timing thing. I don't want to wait while we debate it and talk back and forth about it. I want to get it done because I want this on the books before the elections come up.
1: Well, and this begs the question, does he even have the power to do it? Because yeah. he just appropriated billions of dollars, and that's not that's not the role of the executive.
0: Yeah. I just refuse to enforce that particular law that the Congress yeah. has passed. And it's like, yep, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to collect that money.
1: Yeah. I, I just – I – uh yeah, I don't know that yeah. he has the power to do that. I, I don't really know. Don't. You
0: know, I mean, he's not. The, it, it seems to me that more and more of our presidents, regardless of party, are are trying to govern by fiat these days, um, and it's getting to be a kind of common so, thing.
1: Yeah. So we have uh, uh, dictatorships that just kind of change over every four years. Yeah. Or eight years. No, that shouldn't be how it is.
0: Yeah. It's. That's it's not a, what
1: we. That's not. Yeah. That's not what was designed. By we our the plebes
0: instead of we the people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's very disconcerting, you know, and we've talked about a variety of things that need to be dealt with. I mean, if if you're going to do this, I mean, I guess, philosophically, if we if we if if I felt like the company country was in really, you know, strong financial steads, and we hadn't just spent, you know, hadn't just come out of a, a global pandemic and spent trillions and trillions of dollars doing that, and we're sending trillions of dollars to Ukraine to try to keep them from being, you know, wiped off the face of the earth. Um, You know, I I just don't see that that we have you know an excess of money so it you know but it had we had an excess of money i guess i'm not philosophically against the idea of lessening the burden of people's educations because i think that i, I you know as much as i was sounding cynical before and I, I am a fan of education i believe in educating yourself and and you know getting a degree is some way of structuring that and documenting the fact that you've done that work to educate yourself because you know as an employer when you're going to hire somebody They can say they have stuff, but I guess you know what? I guess the the different you you can quiz them, give them tests as part of their job application to find out if they know how to do things. I know that um, they do that a little bit with, with computer programmers because there's a lot of self-taught computer programmers that don't necessarily have degrees, but they're excellent, excellent programmers. You know, the the people who want to learn to do things and learn certain skills will teach themselves that. It's like, you know, most people who are musicians don't have degrees in being musicians. You know, most professional musicians. There are some who do. There's people who go to the Berkeley, you know, School of Music or other places, and they they get degrees in their music and they understand theory. But a whole bunch of professional musicians pick up an instrument and start plinking around with it and teach themselves. Or you know, they'll have yes. a friend give them the basic rudimentary teaching. You know, or or, or their parents will pay for it's the guy down the street to teach them piano for for a couple of years, and then it for whatever reason that person clicks and they play all the time and they become really good at it. You know, because they're obsessed with it. Um you know, but there's no way to quantify that unless you just give them a test, you know, to hire somebody. You know, if you good right. if you're going to join a band, usually there's a tryout. You have to show them that you can do what you said you can do. Right. You know, if you're going to be a programmer uh, or, uh, you know, I, I applied for a tech job because I worked in tech for a lot of years. I remember one time I, I was applying for a job and they gave you a, a a problem and said, okay, you know, here's a network issue. How do you go about resolving this? How do you solve this problem? You know, and they just wanted to see if you could think through a problem and understand, you know, what the issues are to go check even, you know. And so. Yes,
1: and- Government you know, jobs do that. If you want if you mm-hmm. want a job with the county or with the state or, you know, with the feds, you have to take an exam to show that, you know, mm-hmm. um, that you that you have the skills to be able to do that particular job. Right. Uh, certainly makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Well, you know? and it's it's been a longstanding thing, too, with a lot of people when you're hiring stuff is to say, well, we put a degree requirement on this job because that shows that you had the initiative to stick to it and 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 stick all the way through it and finish this thing, and it shows a certain amount of determination for an individual. But a lot of times when you hire somebody, you're looking for the rudimentary skills and does this have a, this person have the personality to fit in with this group of employees? We're going to teach them how to do the job we need to do because our job right. is specific, and so you know that when you're hiring somebody. Very seldom do you hire somebody who already knows how to do everything. You know, unless you're hiring somebody at the higher end who's going to then set the, the tone for your, your, your company. And in those cases, very often, they probably, even though they probably have at some point in their career, don't any longer uh, deal with the, you know, the, the nitty-gritty doing of the, of the core skills. You know, They have an understanding of the core skills, but their, their job is more or their, their skills are more in setting tone and direction and leadership and managing people. So,
1: so uh, really quickly because I know mm-hmm. we're running out of time. Uh, today, the California air regulators at CARB are expected to uh, issue a stringent issue stringent rules to ban the sale of new gasoline cars by 2035. So they're really going to put it in. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to put it into motion, um, and they're going to set interim targets to phase out the cars. Um, you know, now so yeah, cars no new gasoline
0: also- powered cars uh, in as of twenty thirty five is sort of the yes. direction they're going. Yes, so. and
1: so um, a board member. Uh, Daniel Sperling, This is according to CNN, um, and it's also running on ABC uh, Seven. uh who, like I said, is a board member at CARB, added that he was 99.9% confident that the measure would pass. If it does, it would be one of the first such bans worldwide. It could also have major implications for the U.S. car market, given mm-hmm. how large California economy is. I think it's stupid. I think it, it's ridiculous. Well, you know the, the
0: the 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 marketplace is going to push that to some extent but you know i don't have a problem with the government saying you have to have admissions to this or to that how we get there is sort of up to the marketplace you know it's um i mean if i can come up with a an internal combustion engine that that captures all of the the poisonous gases and is zero emissions then why can't that work you know i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying that such a thing exists but you know well I don't like any rule that says this technology is not allowed. You know what I mean? Yes. Um,
1: well, I, I, our our grid cannot handle what we have now. And so mm-hmm. making all of our – what they're trying to do is push people out of their cars entirely. They really are.
0: And Public transportation. But we transportation. don't have the infrastructure. Plebes.
1: We don't have infrastructure in the state <laughs> to be able to manage everybody being out of their cars. I mean, they look at yeah. places like well, Japan. remember they also
0: want everybody's houses to be generators because everybody's going to have to have solar on their houses by about that same time. You yeah. know, you're going to all, all Which new is houses. Also, another racket. All new houses will have to build, be built with solar on top of them. That was another law that they passed a while back, or you know, but it was one of those. You know, like, this is what's going to happen, but we're going to put it way out in the future so that you, you know. Anybody complaining? We're going to make go, up
1: an arbitrary date, and yeah. you know, so it doesn't affect us politically, but makes us virtue signal. People think that we're good people.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: That's what it's about. That's it. So, so how do we virtue right. signal
0: that we're good podcasters by signing off on time? And there you go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again today on uh, the rest of us. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody.
0: All right, I'll cut it there.
1: Cool. Awesome
0: fun talking
1: yeah you know I I wonder how long I mean California well I think I told you a friend of mine who's Brazilian said California is turning into Brazil you have you'll Mm -hmm. by when this is all said and done and shaken out you'll have the very very poor and the very, very rich, mm-hmm. and only a smattering of people in between, and they all work for the government
0: yeah that the middle class has been disappearing and shrinking, not just in california but 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 nationwide I mean you know that's part of the same trend of like corporate farms instead of family farms, and you know if you work on a farm, you work for the corporation, you know it's just the middle class is is going away. there is no middle class there's the poor people and the rich people yep. Yep. That's that's your ass. So on that
1: happy note, have a <laughs> wonderful day.
0: Yeah, now I'm going to spend all day obsessing about Tobin and elections. That's really <laughs> interesting news. So have they said uh, anything about when they're going to do it?
1: No, they haven't officially announced. He's not supposed to know yet. Somebody leaked it to him. Mm. Mm. So there's the whole way that this that this REA board acts is shady. They're just shady people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I imagine, you know, if if the state came to you and said, guess what? That election you held wasn't official, wasn't real. We found irregularities. You're going to have to run the election over. That if you were sitting there in your office, you'd go like, well, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to say anything until I figure out how I'm going to scam the game again. Yes. What does this mean? Yeah. Yes. I'm curious. How many, do you have any idea how many, has this happened before and how, how often does this happen?
1: I, I don't know. That I don't know. Tobin might know,
0: but yeah. I don't. I'm just curious because, you know, like uh, the that gal who was the president before the current president that was sort of the, the the you know, she's the...
1: The mob boss?
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if, you know, you know that this gal called her up and said, what do I do? And, uh, and so I'm just curious if she's had experience in this because, or is this a whole new world? I and, don't know. Yeah. And what is the CTA coming to run things in air quotes mean? You know. Anyway. I don't know. Very, very interesting.
1: So have a beautiful day. And uh, this too. was fun. Sorry I was late. And uh, we'll talk again soon.
0: All righty. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.